At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. And we're going to do this over the next couple of days. It's going to be a lot of fun, but hopefully it's also going to be very profitable. Hold or fire College Bowl edition. And the theme of the show, if we've got one today before we burn down the studio, Information is king on these college bowl games. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, enough with the prayers up on the knee injuries. <laughs> prayers up. The guy's prayer. got a knee injury. It's a Come knee on. injury. You're going to be okay. He's going to make it. Uh, but we, we, I love the names, too. Let's start off with the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. Send me to the Bahamas. Prayers up. Miami of Ohio <laughs> against UAB in this one. Right now, Blazers laying 10. The total low, not Iowa-Kentucky low. But it's 44. Amal, do you want to fire on the Blazers or hold on a Wednesday? Uh, I'm going to pass on this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the number, you know, if you like either side, is one you could potentially take. If you like UAB, you don't want it to get up to 10.5 or 11. If you like Miami, you know, same situation. Do you want it to come down? Do you, you know, do you hope it goes in your favor? So for me, complete stay away. All right, that's I, the- yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, I saw UAB play earlier in the year. Still a team that's run heavy. Uh, Miami of Ohio, interesting team. It could be an interesting dynamic there. And again, very quickly, just when you, you saw that total relatively low of 44, uh, what style of offenses have you got a good look at UAB and uh, certainly Miami of Ohio? Is it, it's, you, want, you want to look at tempo if you want to play an over, right? Yeah. And if these teams are not playing at tempo, do you lean toward, towards an under, even though it's 44? And I'll be curious to see where that line goes before the bowl game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that you're going to be paying attention to in terms of how it moves and, and go from there. All right, so we'll see uh, what action we get on that one. But right now, Maul's advice is just to kind of hold on that and see where those numbers move. Let's get to UTSA. Roadrunners here are going to take on Troy. This is the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Don't know what they're curing. But they're going to cure your bowl woes. If you're waiting for bowl games, you got one here. Total of 54. Right now, we got to pick them. So, obviously, we're, maybe this is going to stay right where it is. What do you make of Troy versus UTSA? Oh, this is an interesting one. Troy offensively, not a great football team. UTSA, Harrison Company can really move the football. Defensively, they've got some issues. Uh, I think the move has been correct on this one. We've seen it go from a uh, Troy minus one or two down to a pick em. Uh, Dave, where is this game? I think this game is in Orlando, correct? So, weather should not be a factor. Just check to make sure there's no uh, afternoon sh- uh, showers there. 
because I think UTSA should be able to move the ball. I'm looking towards taking the Roadrunners here, but haven't made a decision on this one. Again, so you might think about firing at, at the pick'em price here because you're anticipating maybe money comes in on UTSA? Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, I would fire on them. I'm not really worried about the line move simply because um, – to me, I look at UTSA and say, look, they're going to win the game. They're going to have to outscore Troy. That's their strength. And can Troy keep up offensively? That's the one concern I have for them. So you, your idea there, and it's a smart one, is it doesn't hurt you if UTSA becomes a one-point favorite. But if it goes the other way and they become a one-point dog, let's say, then you could hop in on the money line and, and negate that minus dollar ten. Yeah, so just to kind of answer the original question, I would hold because I, I think if the line moves, and you brought up a great point, if they go to a favorite, no problem. But if you can get plus one or plus two on the money line, yep. plus, you know, even money, plus 105, 110, far better. Yeah, it shortens that. Again, then you don't have to lay the, the juice there of a minus dollar ten. If they become a small dog, then you want to play the money line there at either even money or at plus money. Okay, this is a really interesting game here. And this is the um, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. we got to put Wasabi in front of the Fenway Bowl. But that's what we do. I, who doesn't love Wasabi? Now you're going to lay two. With the Cardinal. By the way, we got coaching changes here. This is one of those games. I wonder where the motivation is going to be because uh, Scott Satterfield is shooing Louisville to take over at Cincinnati. So think about that dynamic. And now we're going to play each other. So the coach that would have been coaching one team is going to be coaching the next team with Luke Fickle leaving to go to Wisconsin uh, for Cincinnati. Total 44.5. The Ville favored by two. If you like... Right now, the Bearcats, would you play the money line or would you actually take the two and or wait and see if it gets to three? Well, first of all, let's give Cincinnati credit. They just hired Scott Satterfield. Probably the dumbest move of the entire offseason. This guy is a certified moron. I mean, I, I can't be any clearer about this. This idiot, when they were up against Navy, didn't even realize that there might be an onside kick with five minutes to go. They were ill-prepared for that. Congratulations, UC. Way to drive that program right into the ground. I, I'll tell you right now, Louisville's going to get Jeff Brom in there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure they'll be fired up for this game now that uh, Satterfield is trading sides. Should really be a coaching upgrade for Louisville as long as that moron's gone. God, that guy's such an idiot. How could you hire him if you're Cincinnati? I don't even care about the Bearcats. Actually, you know, I don't pull for them because some of the guys they might recruit, especially when they get to the Big 12, be uh, guys that Ohio State recruits. But this is fantastic. They'll be looking for a new coach in about four years. I wish you would tell me what you really think about Scott Satterfield. I, I told you, if, oh. we were, if we were on serious, I would use profanity. The guy's an absolute idiot. This guy should wear a helmet when he walks down the street because I'm afraid he's going to fall down. He's so stupid. Does it affect the game for you, though, knowing that no, dynamic? I, I, yes, absolutely. I would fire on the bill here. First of all, offensively, they're a better team. The Cincinnati team's had issues offensively all season long. The other thing is your coach leaves you to go to the opponent. Oof. I mean, this guy's the Peter Principle at its finest. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable how this guy got this job. But I love it because, again, that is a real factor. And, and so, Maul's advice here, if you like DeVille, fire today at the two because it could go up to three before we get to kick, right? And that is motivation. And, and by, by the way, Steve Mackinnon mentioned this. Like, look at the kids and who might be more fired up for this thing. You're switching. You're leaving our side, the Ville. You're going to be coaching that side. So, those kids that got recruited by Scott Satterfield, they want to stick it to Cincinnati and show him that he made the wrong choice by leaving us to go to Cincinnati. So there really is going to be motivation on the Louisville side. Now, Cincinnati side, they just lost their coach, Luke Fickle, yeah. to leave them. They might be a little bit like, man, what about us? We get their leftovers from Louisville. <laughs> Our guy is going to Wisconsin. I'm kind of with you. It feels like the Ville might be in a good spot here winning the two. I, I like them, especially going to be able to get them below three here. It's a fire on the Ville. By the way, though, if you're a Cincinnati player, you're like you're looking around going, dude, this is the guy we're bringing in? Yeah. There was nobody else available in all of college football? That's kind of the way I look at it, too. So the advice here is we sit on a Wednesday. If you like the Ville, you might want to fire on that number right now of laying the short number of two. Let's get to the SRS <laughs> distribution Las Vegas Bowl. But before we get to Las Vegas Bowl, yeah. you have something else. Eight and five, four and seven, six and seven, seven and five. Hell of a hire, Bearcats. I think the body is is not cold yet. So let's get <laughs> to Florida against Oregon State here. Uh, Beavers, we know Anthony Richardson has already declared he's going pro. He gone. So you can understand why the Beavers are big favorites. But Amal, 
it's still the SEC. It's still Florida, even without Anthony Richardson. It feels too high for me. If you like the Gators, do you fire and take the 10 and a hook that's currently available to you? One of the best coaches in college football, the opposite of Scott Satterfield, Jonathan Smith on the sideline for the Oregon State Beavers. This guy has done a tremendous job. You look at a couple of the losses they had this year against USC, tight game, uh, end up losing that game by a few points. SC goes to the Pac-12 championship game. Florida's been up and down all year long. Um, we saw them struggle defensively against uh, Florida State. Anthony Richardson opting out of this game. I think this is a huge impact on this matchup here, Dave. For me, when I look at this game, I like the Beavers here laying in the 10 and a half. Mm. And I get you, your point about the, um, you know, SEC talent. SEC and all that. By the way, I have to be honest with you. The SEC chants always come from programs outside of Bama and Georgia. Yeah. It's all the teams <laughs> that don't win titles, right? Yeah, they don't it, win themselves. You yeah. don't hear yeah. Bama fans chanting the SEC, right? It, and that all, just doesn't happen. At what point does this line swing too much of all? Because, right, there's got to be a point of resistance, and I, I would expect nobody's betting Florida uh, here over the next few days at least. Right. With the Anthony Richardson news, right? Everybody's going to go, well, who's going to be next up to play quarterback at Florida? Well, it's probably going to be a five-star. I, yeah, you got Jack Miller, the Ohio State transfer. We'll see how he performs. Uh, but I got to tell you, I've loved the way Oregon State's played all year. Uh, Coletto, one of the most uh, just dynamic players in terms of how they utilize him, tight end in the uh, Wildcat situation. This team has been really good, and I think Oregon State comes to play. I thought that win that they had to end the regular season in the Civil War was yeah. amazing. Um, Unbelievable swings. I, I think that propels them. Uh, they're going to come out here. They're in the Pacific time zone this game in the Las Vegas Bowl. I, I think that, uh, as Dabo likes to say about any other opponent, them boys are in trouble. Uh, the total to me is, is feels like it might be fireable as well, 51 and a half. I got to think we're going to get some points here, right? Uh, look, you know more about who's going to play quarterback here. You mentioned the Ohio State transfer for Florida. But the offense for Florida should still be able to put up points against the Beavers, shouldn't they? May, might not be able to keep up. But do you expect a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? Well, I think Oregon State's going to score some points. My concern right now, though, for Florida's offense is Jack Miller's got a little bit of mobility, but he's not Richardson. Uh, Richardson doesn't necessarily throw the best passes, but his ability in terms of the run game, I don't know if there's a more dangerous runner at the quarterback position than him. He could take a five-yard play and turn it into a 75-yard touchdown. I love Trevor Etienne. I know I think Kelly likes him a lot, too. His brother, remember, you yep. know the name Travis, played yep. at Clemson and, of course, with the Jaguars. But for me, I think a lot of the heavy lifting comes from the Beavers. I don't have a problem with the overplay. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to lay this 10.5, and, and I would fire on it because I think it's going to go up by the time we get to game time. Wouldn't be surprised if a Trey Dean in the secondary for Florida opts out as well or someone like that. And that's something else, again, that's kind of the overriding theme here is you want to try to be anticipatory of guys that are going to sit. Again, Anthony Richardson has already made it clear he's going pro. He will not be playing this game. Very quickly, before we're going to break, Billy Napier, you mentioned the great job done up there in the Pacific Northwest with, with Oregon State. What do you think he, he's done so far at Florida? Do you like the direction that the Gators have taken? Well, as an anti-Gator, yes. Uh, but other than that, it's hard for me to speak. Listen, if you've lived in the state of Florida, you I agree with them all. Oh, so <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are very happy with the direction <laughs> of Florida football. I never had anything against the Texas Longhorns until I moved to Dallas. Okay? <laughs> it's the same thing with the Gators. I had nothing against the Gators until I lived in Florida. Absolutely love and, it. And all I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't know where this program is headed. To me, Florida... Every year should be a top five program, and they're not right now, and they're not close to it. Somebody please check on Scott Satterfield after that segment. When we come back, more hold or fire next on Big Bets on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. You know, it's something that Kelly came up with this idea to do the college football, you know, hold their fire, uh, the, the bowl edition. And I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it would be this good. I mean, we just basically annihilated a head coach on, on live yeah, TV I, radio, which I thought was fantastic, by the way. But this is what you do. But to your point, though, Amal, in all seriousness, this is how you have to handicap these things. Who's motivated? Who's coaching? Who's playing? This is why we do this exercise well before the bowl games are actually played. Yeah, you're absolutely right about it. I'm glad he included this Louisville game in there. By the way, I'm still irate about this. I mean, you would think this guy, like, slept with my girlfriend or something. I mean, it's like, I can't stand him. He's so bad. I, you know what it's like? There's so many coaches they don't want to hire because they're, eh, well, this guy has, doesn't have experience. I'm like, you're bringing in these idiots? Just take a chance. Look, you're all looking for the next Urban Meyer and the Nick Saban and yep. the Kirby Smarts of the world. You're not finding too many of them. And you're replacing these coaches every few years on horrible buyouts. So why not just take a chance with a young up-and-comer? To me, if you're Cincinnati, you couldn't take somebody from that staff. There was not another coach you could take from somewhere else. You go and get this guy. I'm with you again. I'm not saying it would have been the perfect fit for but like a Jim Leonard now, right? Who's going to be leaving Wisconsin because Luke Fickle is taking over. Why wouldn't you take a shot there? I mean, if, if you just in a vacuum said Jim Leonard never had head coaching experience versus the interim or a guy like Scott Satterfield who's now going to take over at Cincinnati, my goodness. The reason you don't hire Jim Leonard because in three years you're going to look for a new coach when Jim Leonard gets promoted elsewhere. Right. I I think Jim Leonard, I, I don't care, Wisconsin chose not to go with him. I think Leonard's going to be a terrific coach. I love what he's done defensively at Wisconsin. Um, I was a little bit surprised they chose not to go with him. I, I think Fickle will be interesting. In-house was odd that they didn't go in-house with Jim Leonard. Yeah, and and to me, boy, you want he's a three-time All-American at Whiskey. Yeah. I mean, he's an absolute dude there. Come on. By the way, he'll be there for the bowl game for Wisconsin, but he's leaving after that bowl game. Uh, let's get back to some Holder Fire College Bowl edition. This is the uh, Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Are they ever going to have, like, the Amal Shaw, Scott Satterfield Invitational? I mean, like, this is we're just naming bowl games after people now. Well, they paid the sponsorship deal. I, I just would never waste my money on something like this. There's way other, There's way better ways to waste your money. All right, Jimmy Kimmel's got a bowl game. He's got Washington State against Fresno State. Now, Fresno State, obviously, you get back your stud quarterback, 
you got to watch that news, too, and make sure that Jake Hayner is going to be able to go. Have we heard anything yet on Jake? If, if whether or not he – I'm assuming he's going to play, but that's as of today. Washington State, speaking of Wisconsin, they really kind of got America's attention early in the college football season by going to Whiskey and beating Wisconsin on the road. Now Fresno State's laying a point and a half in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. What do you make of Fresno in this favorites role? Well, the first thing you got to determine if Jake Hayner's going to play. That's it. Uh, just looking for some news on him. I haven't found out anything as of yet. But I'll tell you what, if I'm Jake Hayner, I play. Because he's not a guy who's at that level of a Will Levis, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud in terms of where he's going to be for the draft. Hmm. Um, you know, the one thing, Stribbling, the wide receiver for Washington State, number 88, he's transferring out. He's gone on the portal. I love this kid. I think he's tremendous, good size, 6'3", uh, really can do some good things for them. Washington State has been inconsistent from, in terms of the quarterback position. I, this is a tough game to call, Dave. Uh, I would hold, obviously, on either side. You know, the one thing, if you actually, let me rephrase. If you like Washington State, I would fire. Because mm. uh, go with the assumption that Hayner plays, but if he doesn't play, Fresno's going to go to the dog. So in that sense, you're in a much better position if you like Wazoo. Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. If Because this, this is right now predicated that he is going to play. And they're a small favorite at a point and a half. So if the news comes out, to to Maul's point, that he doesn't play, but I am with you on that, of like what is best for the kid, the Will Levises, the Bryce Youngs. Now, C.J. Stroud's going to play because obviously they're playing for a national championship, right? right? We don't know about Bryce yet with Alabama. Those are kind of made men. We we know that barring a terrible combine, dog and pony show in Indianapolis, or wherever they're going to move that to, those guys are going to be top picks. Jake Hayner's coming off injury, right? Does he need to prove, and this is a, a showcase here in a bowl game, for the scouts to say, yeah, Jake Hayner, you are a first-rounder. Well, I'd like to see him play against Pac-12 competition. He had that great game against UCLA last yep. year. He was just so terrific on the road there. I think he's a guy, you know what he is. Um, you know what I don't like about the perception of players not opting in and opting out instead? It's not that they don't want to play in the bowl game. I don't think it's the injury. Look, the reality is nobody wants to go through 15 practices. No, that's right. Well, again, we saw this last year uh, down there. Who, who was it that got hurt in the bowl game? Um, and then Carolina drafted him. Uh, Mississippi State, I believe, was it Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Ole or, Miss, yeah. Yeah, last year. So we've seen instances where your dra- draft stock. You, Are you, you talking about Matt Corral? Yeah, Matt Corral got dinged up. Well, I think it was a leg in that game last year. So he did play in the bowl game. And then, yes, he still got drafted. But I wonder if that because we knew he wouldn't be ready for a long time if that hurt his draft stock. And that is something that players have to factor in situations like Matt Corral last year. Uh, no question about it. I think the biggest injury we've seen in a bowl game, there are two I'd point to. One was last year was Jamison Williams, yep. the knee injury, torn ACL. Now he uh, still went, what, 10th overall? 10th overall. But listen, Jamison Williams is rarefied air, right? He was a guy that last year, in my opinion, should have probably won the Bolitnikoff. I know it went to Jordan Addison, yep. but nobody could cover Jamison Williams. And then he's missed most of the rookie year so far, so that has an impact. And then Jake Butt. And Michigan, oh, wow. right? He was going to be a high draft pick, ends up going in the fifth round. And unfortunately, the one thing that I think gets overlooked by fans when they criticize players for opting out, when you're drafted lower, the number of opportunities you have and the reps in practice, they just diminish. You're not given that opportunity to hang on. And instead, Jake Butts doing the Big Ten Network. And to me, he's st- I mean, obviously, maybe he's not as good as he was coming out of Michigan, but he's the guy that could have been in the second round and then is drafted much higher and probably still in the league. Yeah, that hip injury that he suffered in the bowl yeah. game. And again, if you really want to be old like me, you can go back to Frank Gore, and we saw that leg injury he had in, in the uh, Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. Will- Willis McGahee. Will- Willis McGahee, yeah. sorry. And Willis McGahee still had a decent NFL career, mm-hmm. but maybe not as good an NFL career uh, because of that devastating injury that we saw. But again, that's what these kids have to determine. How about the Lending Tree Bowl? This is Rice against Southern Miss. And right now, Southern Miss... Lane seven total, relatively low, of 46 and a half. We talk about motivation. Will Rice be motivated against Southern Miss? Well, you know, look, I think they're happy to be there because they were five and seven. They're the only five and seven team in a bowl game, and I'm a little bit surprised to see them make it here. Um, But there weren't enough teams to fill all the slots, and then they go based on academics in terms of what you're able to accomplish. This Rice team is really bad defensively. I watched the game against Charlotte. Charlotte scored on six consecutive possessions touchdowns. Charlotte usually couldn't score if the defense had seven guys out there. Uh, I think this Rice team is in trouble. Southern Miss is not an explosive offense, but I think in a matchup like this, they should be able to take care of business. Uh, I like Southern Miss here. So fire on the seven. By the way, the Mm -hmm. total then, 46 and a half. Can Southern Miss score enough 
uh, with that bad rice defense to take that total over. Fair question. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, some of these games, Dave, I think in the bowl games, you'll see a little bit more high scoring. You see some trick plays yep. implemented. You see teams take a little bit more risk, yep. which is beneficial, generally speaking, towards an over. Now, sometimes it can work to your detriment as well, uh, but I, I think that's something that plays into it. Speaking of an over, how about this one in our next game? This is the New Mexico Bowl between SMU and BYU. Look at the total here. 70 and a half. So we're expecting points galore from the Ponies uh, and BYU. What do you make of the matchup here? SMU, a small, small favorite of a point and a half. I'm going to stay completely away from this game. Uh, you know, to me, BYU is just a team that has, they finished out the year strong winning three in a row, but you look at the opponents, they played Boise State, Utah Tech. I am not familiar with Utah Tech. Are, no. we, are, are we familiar with the nickname for Utah Tech? Oh, no that, idea. Oh, that used to be, uh, man, I went down this, this uh, rabbit hole earlier. Utah Tech. Say again, guys, in my ear. The Trailblazers. Dixie State. Used to be Dixie State. Used to be Dixie this State. This changed names. Yes. I did not know that. They switched it's, it's, names. What's well, a more appropriate name? Dixie State, you're first thinking in the, the South. Yeah, the right, South, right? which is not at all. Yeah. yeah. And this is they, not in Utah, by the way. No. <laughs> not <laughs> exactly. Utah. Utah, not in the South. Breaking yeah, news on Big Ben. They beat, they beat Stanford. The one point, the thing that would concern me right now, when you look at this team over the last six weeks, they've given up. Uh, 52 to uh, Arkansas, 41 to Liberty, 24 to East, I'm sorry, 27 to East Carolina, 28 to Boise, uh, 26 to Utah Tech, and 26 to Stanford. Now, Tanner Mordecai and company, they should be able to move the ball against this team. Mm -hmm. They should be able to put up some numbers here. Um, I, you know, this is one I probably talked myself into SMU, but I, I'm telling you right now, Dave, for me, it's a hold. If you've got an overwhelming uh, level of confidence in a team, take it, but not a play for me. BYU has been like a, a Jackson Smith enigma all year. I, I can't figure them out. Like I, I like that. as the year has gone on, I thought they'd be your typical BYU physical football team. And then they weren't. And then it feels like they got their footing a little bit towards the end of the year here. So again, can they slow down SMU enough to be in this game? I mean, I guess that's the question. Cause if the, if it gets close to the total of 70 and a half, I got to think SMU scoring at will. I would agree with you, and I have to tell you, for me, they beat Wyoming and they beat Utah State, and then they won their final three games. But I think Oregon stole their lunch money, and they never recovered. Yeah, that, that beatdown uh, seemed like it changed BYU for a long time. When we come back, we'll put some more finishing bows on hold or fire. College football edition before we get to Thursday Night Football. Come on back. It is VEASAN Big Bets. Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball at draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins at 13 contests. Compete for your share of 41000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on all the action. Miller Lite, great taste. Less filling. Must be 21 years of age or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for all the details. And please celebrate responsibly. Marshall, Dave Ross here. This is Big Bets. We roll on in the Wednesday edition. It's been a lot of fun breaking down some of these games. And by the way, Amal, as much as I like to kid and have a good time, I mentally note what you say on some of these things and then go back and see if I can find the best number. And I would advise you at home, if you're watching or listening, to do the same because – we are trying to find you the best number and kind of really think about where the number is going to move before we get to kick. And some of these games are still weeks away, like the Boise State, North, uh, North Texas, the Mean Green. Now, that total is 56 and a half. Boise State, you get them off that blue turf, still going to lay 10 with Boise right now in this matchup. This is the Frisco Bowl. What do you make of Boise State laying double digits against the Mean Green? I tell you what, I, I like the Broncos here. North Texas can't stop anybody. Frank Harrison, their last game, goes 32 for 37 in that game for UTSA as they outscore uh, the Mean Green by 21. Austin Noon has, you know, he's been inconsistent. This is one of the worst defenses I've seen all year long. Um, remember, don't forget, they fired their head coach. So another thing to, to take into consideration from a um, Boise perspective, North Texas making the coaching change there as a uh, Latrell gets fired uh, after a 500 record there for seven years. So I, I like the Broncos here. They should be able to score at will in this game, despite their inconsistency at the quarterback position. How do you think that affects 
I, I think it can affect teams differently, right? I think we look at Louisville against Cincinnati, and those kids are going to be fired up because what we mentioned about Scott Satterfield leaving to go to the to the enemy, at least in the bowl game, that's Cincinnati, right? How does it affect North Texas? Now that they've fired their coach, you got an interim guy in, you don't know, you know who's really going to be taking over the program. Are they in kind of disarray going to this bowl game against Boise State? And Boise State feels like maybe they're starting to hit the stride again? I think it, it really comes down to the players on that team and how they approach it. But generally speaking, it seems like when you have a coaching change, like when you reference uh, a reference with Seth Latrug getting fired, teams seem to be energized for about a quarter, quarter and a half. And then that emotion wears off. And then all of a sudden you just, realize why I got fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then it just seems like the other side. So that'd be a fire on Boise for me. Okay. So weigh the 10 here, uh, anticipating that mm-hmm. line to go up. I don't know if, you know, they, they don't have an award, do they, for coach of the year in, in college football? They should. Moore Jr.? They do have it. Okay. Right? Is no, it, I'm just saying. I, right? That's the first thing that comes to mind for me, too. It's Jim Moore Jr. No, I was just telling you the coach's name. He is not my first guy for coach of the year. Really? Mm-hmm. Who would your coach of the year be, be if it's not Jim Moore Jr.? Sonny Dykes. Okay. Fair. Uh, it's not even close for me. Totally fair. But I look at UConn and the reclamation project that was up there in stores. Mm-hmm. And then you look up and you see UConn in a bowl game. This is not college basketball. This is college football. So now UConn is going to get 10 against the thundering herd of Marshall. We talk about motivation. Look at this total. It's not quite Iowa and Kentucky at 31 and a half, but it is 40 and a half. Yeah. So in a low scoring, low scoring game, potentially with a big spread, what do you make of Jim Ward Jr. Catching the 10 hold or fire a fire on the Huskies here. I like the plus 10. I'm not a big fan of this Marshall team. I know they had a good year at eight and four, but Dave, the one thing that continues to be a bit problematic from my perspective, when you look at the Marshall thundering herd is their lack of offensive ability. Their last three weeks they put up or actually go, actually let's go back a little further than that. Their last five weeks, they put up 13, 12, 28, 23, 28. Now, You'd say, great, you won four of those five games. But here's the problem. You're laying 10 points with a team that's just not great offensively in Marshall. I, I think the Huskies did a nice job. They beat Liberty, who had a similar record. I mm-hmm. would take Liberty over Marshall all day. Uh, so for me here, I like to fire on UConn, plus the 10 on this game, Monday afternoon at 2.30 Eastern. This one's going to take place at Brooks Stadium in Conway, South Carolina. I, w- I would go with the Huskies here and fire. 40 and a half, any, any side there uh, for the total? Rather, anyway, you might lean either way? I would lean over. Okay. I, even though Marshall, I just talked about their ineptitude, I think you uh, kind of will be able to score some points here. And I think Marshall will be able to get some points as well against Connecticut. All right, so maybe UConn in the over there could be some uh, early leans and, again, might want to fire in those numbers before they change. Eastern Michigan here going to go up against San Jose State. This is um, a matchup you'll only see in a bowl game, right? And San Jose State's going to lay three and a half. Pretty good year uh, for the Spartans here as they go up against Eastern. What do you make of it in the total uh, back up to normal size college totals at 54? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Spartans here, but haven't played this game. Um, this is one where Eastern had, had a nice win early in the season at Arizona State. Uh, down the stretch, they did a nice job. They end up uh, winning three in a row, including winning on the road at Kent and then, of course, dismantling Central Michigan. Um, I, I still think, though, there is a difference in terms of the leagues when you look at it for San Jose State coming out of the Mountain West, even though the Mountain West was really down this year. Mm-hmm. I think the Spartans are still a better football team. Um, I would lean towards them in this game. I, I think they're going to get this one done uh, uh, Chevin Cordero and company, I, I think they find a way. Their offense a little bit more effective. I, I think they are able to negate the running game of Eastern. All right, so three and a half there. You might want to take that on the Spartan side if you like that today. Fire on that before that number potentially could go up. Toledo against Liberty. By the way, Liberty, man, did they have a good win down there in Arkansas. Remember that? Yep. And then what happened? And now you lose your head coach. Hugh Freeze, he young, right? So he's gone down there to the Plains. Now Liberty is going to catch four and a half against Toledo in that total 53 and a half. What do you make of the flames now and where they are when we talk about coaching changes? Yeah, I think there's something that's a miss right now. You look at this Liberty team you mentioned, New Mexico State beats them by 35 points. Wow. New Mexico State should not be beating anyone who's at the FBS level by 35 points to do a great job in that game to close out to get to 6-6. Six and six. Um, I, I would stay off of this spot here in this game between Liberty and Toledo. I, I get if people make the argument for Toledo – um, but it's hard for me to back the Flames right now, A, without their coach, but B, where's the motivation? This team's lost three in a row. They look completely disengaged towards the end of the year. They lose that game to UConn. Then they lose to Virginia Tech. And then in the New Mexico uh, State game, they didn't even show up. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, again, if you like maybe Toledo on the Rockets side here, that four and a half could get inflated here before you get to kick on the 20th of December. So, maybe fire on Toledo. Uh, but, again, I don't know how you back the Flames right now. With the, It looks like disarray right now for the Flames. South Alabama, Western Kentucky. So, you're going to lay seven and a half with South Alabama, and that total sitting at 55. If you like the Hilltoppers getting over a touchdown, hold or fire for a game coming up in a couple Wednesdays from now. Yeah, this is going to be a complete pass for me. Uh, I, I think this is a tough call either way with this number. I think Western Kentucky's been inconsistent, right? This is a team that beat Florida International back in September 73 to nothing. I think yeah. the largest margin of victory all season in college football. Uh, on the flip side, you know, USA has been tremendous. I mean, they've just done a great job down the stretch, won five in a row. Uh, but to me, the question would be the level of competition. And so for me, I, this is a stay-away spot. I, I would make more of an argument towards WKU than I would USA here. Okay, so again, maybe taking those points, seven and a half, but hold off right now and see where that line move potentially goes. Baylor, I, I got to be honest with you, I expected big things out of Dave Aranda in the defense. I felt like this was not a typical Baylor defensive year Correct. for Dave Aranda. They're going to lay six and a half against Air Force. Now, Air Force may be underachieved to, to what we thought out of the service academies uh, this year. Of course, got big the Army-Navy game coming up this weekend. What do you make of the Falcons getting six and a half against Dave Aranda? That total, a bit lower, 49 and a half here between Baylor and Air Force. Yeah, I, w- I would point towards potentially the under here, 49 and a half. Uh, I think Baylor's going to be able to negate what the Air Force does simply because they're going to have enough time to prepare. They've got far better athletes. So you don't worry about the style of play for the Falcons? We well, know it's going to be run first, obviously. I think it's easier when you play a team like Air Force and Navy to start the season or you play them in a bowl game mm. because you have the time to prepare for the triple option. When you're playing on a week-to-week basis, I think it's a lot more challenging. I think these guys should do an effective job here. I think Dave Aranda's team is going to finish over 500. I think they win this game not too far up the road in Fort Worth uh, from Waco. So I'm going to go with the Bears here. But to me, this is more of an underplay. My one concern is, though, the Air Force defense has been really good all year, mm-hmm. but does the Baylor offense have a pretty explosive game in this one? I just think Air Force is going to struggle a little bit. The one thing that I, you got to give the service academies a ton of credit for, two things, they don't beat themselves. Nope. And then the other thing is I love the fact that they use that fourth down as just part of their normal sequence of four plays to get the first down, right? You know, most teams you stop them, it's third down and three, they're like, oh, punt team. These guys, hey, we're going for it. We're it, staying out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, for that total, you lean towards the under 49 and a half, and that's because Air Force, the academies, they normally play running clock type football, right? They're not throwing it all over the lot. There's not a lot of incompletions. The clock is going to be going. But you worry potentially that they could get out-athleted by Baylor's offense? Yeah, absolutely. But I think defensively they've been very solid throughout the course of the season. When you look back on it, I know they haven't played teams that are overwhelming. But they've done a really a nice job for the most part all season long in terms of what they've done defensively. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. And one thing with Air Force, if you haven't watched them play much, they're going to run the triple option as they do. Every play, they're going to snap it around under five seconds on the play clock, do a tremendous job. And you could wind up, the great thing with an under with Air Force is, you could wind up with a 13-play drive and no points. That's it. Because, yeah. yeah, they might not kick when they get down there, too. Yeah, they're exactly. going to try to score touchdowns against Baylor to hang in that game. Okay, uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at uh, maybe some thoughts in the NBA, maybe some college basketball, and also a quick preview of Thursday Night Football. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up those cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now is a perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. So head to BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app today, and get in on all the action. It is a whole new ballgame. Wrapping things up on this edition of Big Bets here on VEASAN. Going to have Jeff Parles and Stormy Bonatoni standing by next for the final countdown. But before we get to that, I want to read you this tweet from our own VP of digital content here at the network at VEASAN. That would be Ben Fox. This is more for you, Kelly Bidlin. The Minnesota Vikings, plus two and a half. Remember I said a couple days ago, could this line get to three? I was mocked. We're already at two and a half. They have twice as many money line wagers as any other Week 14 NFL team. And the Vikings plus two and a half is also the second most popular spread bet. According to Caesar Sports. Thanks, Caesar Sports, via Ben Fox. So now it's Come down. at me. It's all good. Well, this is what I'm Just asking. Just keep winning. Because I knew Kelly's been licking his chops. Sean, I might need my helmet. <laughs> what did he say? Need the helmet, the skull helmet. Might need the helmet. So now you're only getting two, Kelly. Is there a demarcation line for you? Because you're cashing tickets on the Vikings each and every week, almost at a principle. It feels like you got to wager on them again, getting the double dog dare. But look at this now. You can get plus $1.20 in the money line if you think case the eight. And by the way, this is a 1 o'clock game. Yeah. 1 o'clock Kirk, baby. Hey, it's a li- real thing. The Lions have been playing a lot better. I, I, don't, think this, I don't think this line is absurd, but I think, I think it is off still, just like I think with the Vikings every week. But, Dave, it's, it goes back to holder fire for Monday, man. There's no reason to fire yet. Just keep waiting. Just keep holding. Just keep it, waiting. Because it might. Well, now it's dipping back to two. And you mentioned this, all. you were right on. You had said if it gets to two and a half, there will be buyback. So we're seeing that. We're seeing exactly what you said. South Point will shop here in Vegas with a two. It's two and a half everywhere else. Okay. But, you, but to, to Ben's tweet via Caesars, you are getting the biggest um, the amount of action now is coming in on Minnesota Moneyline and Minnesota 2.5. That's where the plays are going. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Detroit's playing extremely well. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Vikings. You know, I'll pull for the Vikings here because I know Kelly's going to be on them, but uh, I, I lean towards Detroit here. They're playing really good football. By the way, they're not out of the realm of possibility of sneaking into the wild card picture here. And I believe at five and what are they, five and seven right now. So look, Dan Campbell, if you like the, the fighting kneecaps here, and he's gonna bite those kneecaps on the way out when you, you knock him down, that's what he said. He said to his team, and I listen to the, the way they talk to their teams intently sometimes, and he basically said, Yeah, five and seven, you look at the numbers here, uh, plus seven dollars to make the playoffs. You you really only need you know, the Giants or the Commanders to go in free fall, right? And hope that maybe Seattle comes back down to earth. Is it out of the realm of possibility that the Lions could sneak in here and get that final playoff spot, that seventh spot? Are you running for mayor in Detroit? I'm just rooting for the I, – I like, I like the way Dan Campbell gets those guys fired up to bite those kneecaps. Okay, they play the Vikings tough game yep. at the Jets. Carolina's defense has been very solid. Then they close out with the Bears at home and at the Packers. These are, I think, three games that are very winnable. The other two are coin tosses, the Vikings and the Jets. So what's it going to take? Because realistically, you're going to think that the Lions are probably – do you have to run the table? Is 10-7 and 7 
you have to get to 10. I, I can't believe we're talking about the Lions as a 10-win team. But they are winnable games, right? They are favored against Minnesota. The Jets game will be dicey on the road. I'm not as concerned about the Panthers. Uh, yes, they do have a good defense, but offensively they're really challenged. The Bears will find out about Justin Fields at that stage. And then the Packers, whether they're not 12, still wants to play at that point, or if the organization wants to see what Jordan loves as. So the Lions could still have a lot to play for, and it's right there in front of them. Yeah, but here's the problem. Washington plays, they've got a bye week, and then they play the Giants again. Wow, amazing. That's the Sunday night flex game. Yeah, boy, that's one you regret if you're Washington. And Giants, same thing. Uh, then you're at San Francisco on a shorter week on Saturday. Get the Browns at home. Should be a pretty good spot for Washington because Cleveland's going to be out of it. And then Dallas, the finale of the season – I think if you're the Cowboys, and if you look at it, to me, Washington is a team I'd rather have in the playoffs than potentially Detroit, if, if it came down to that. Well, the thing, though, Washington's starting to play good defense, right? Mm -hmm. And that game, by the way, the last game of the year in D.C., could actually have a lot of importance whether or not the Cowboys are still playing for the NFC title if the Eagles have slipped up and if the Cowboys take care of business on the 24th. And it could mean the Commanders are fighting for their playoff lives as well. The team in the NFC East that I would really have concern going forward is still Big Blue. It's still the New York football giants because I don't know how many games they're going to be favored in down the stretch. Remember, they got two against the Eagles coming up starting off this weekend. Then they got that flex game on the Sunday night against the Commanders. They're going to be dogs in D.C. They just played to a tie with these guys, right? So Brian Dable and I know Coach of the Year and all that conversation – they're starting to hit that wall that they thought they would. In the last three weeks, they're 0-2-1. So I would be more concerned, like, if, if I'm trying to run a team down, I actually think the commanders might be a tougher out than the G-men at this stage. Because you look at the commander's schedule here, as you mentioned, you got the Giants again after the bye, so that's weird. You go Giants-Giants. At San Fran, oof. Browns now, we'll see what Deshaun Watson looks like. And then there's that finale against the Cowboys. A lot could be on the line there. Yeah, and – Washington's won six out of their last eight. They're six one and one in their last eight games. Um, you mentioned the Giants. I think it's going to be tough, tough for them. Do you think Dallas had nine and three runs the table? I think Dallas has to run the table to win the East. That wasn't my question. Do I think Dallas runs yes. the table? I do. I actually think they do. I think it could come down. The, the tricky spot here for me as a Cowboy back with that seven and one to win the NFC East after week one is going to be that last week of the season against the Commanders. I actually think Philadelphia, I know how good you are. I'm not that concerned about that game in Dallas. I am more concerned about the Cowboys having everything on the line, potentially a number one seed in the NFC, going to the commanders when, as I like to say, those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. The last team to repeat as a champion in the NFC East was whom? The Philadelphia Eagles in 2003-2004. I don't know if you know this. That was a long time ago. I would agree. You've gone almost two decades without a repeat champion in the NFC East. So history is not on the side of my Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's fair, but if, forget the history there for a minute. They got the Texans and the Jaguars, then the big game Christmas Eve against the Eagles. Mm -hmm. If they win that game, uh, Philly, who's Dallas, who are Dallas's losses to in terms of division? Well, if, if, if Philadelphia loses one more time, mm -hmm. Dallas would win. If they split that game and yeah. they win December 24th, Dallas wins the division uh, because they have a better NFC East record than the Eagles. The key is the Eagles lost that Monday night game oh, against Washington. to the Commanders. That's, That's a right. huge, okay, I about that. That's a huge loss now in that because what happens there, if the Cowboys run the table, they will be NFC East champs if the Eagles lose one more time outside of Dallas. That's the hard part for me as a Cowboy backer. I've been looking every week. Who's good, who else is going to beat the Eagles? It's not good enough for the Cowboys to run the table. They still need help. So who's going to be the team? Can the Giants beat them once? I don't think so. Can they? I, I hope, but it doesn't seem plausible. So can the Bears beat them in Chicago? Maybe. You know why? Because Chicago runs the football, and that's the one kryptonite right now to this Eagles front is you can run it right down the throats. Can the Saints beat them? I know it seems unlikely, but it is possible if they can run the football. Mark Ingram, by the way, is going to be out for the rest of the year. So that's not good news there on that front. But well, you know, not, It's not exactly bad news. It's not terrible. But if, like, Kamara can have a Kamara-type throwback game – and you run the football and play defense, there's a possibility. But, Amal, I need somebody else to beat the Eagles. I think they have five games. Let's assume they lose to Dallas. Okay. I think the other four games, though they should win, but I don't think it's going to be easy. The Giants twice. The Bears is probably the weakest link in there. Uh, but I think the Saints could be dangerous. This is a team that really should have won this game. You know, the oh, decision yeah. – 
I saw the replay yesterday. Why would you not go for it on fourth and one, get a first down, and the game is over? I don't know. And you threw the ball on third and one, by the way. I didn't know. I didn't see oh. that. I only saw the fourth and one. Oh, wow. They threw the ball on third and threw one. Threw it to the tight end, incomplete, stops I, the clock. I, like A lot of those decisions to me is like, dude, I got two shots to run the football. Exactly. The clock. To me, if you stop me on third and one and fourth and one, hey, you deserve to have the football. Absolutely. Tip the cap to you, but I can't throw it on third and one and then punt it on fourth and one. I can't do that. Completely agree. So I think the Saints could be in that game as well. But again, as a Cowboy backer with those tickets, and I got a lot of them at different price points, all good plus money after week one, I'm looking for the Eagles to stumble down the stretch. Well, at least New Orleans isn't paying a uh, sort of quarterback for uh, short yardage running situations exactly like that, Dave. Oh. Oh, like a Taysom Hill? <laughs> yeah. Like you can't run Taysom Hill once? He's still I, a thing, by the way, in 2022. First of all, do you feel confident if you're Tampa, they run Taysom Hill on third and fourth and when you're stopping him? No, he's no, getting the first no. down. That's exactly. And you're kneeling. You're, this game is never in doubt. It is still mind-boggling that the Saints actually lost that football game. The QB sneak stuff's getting tough. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw J.J. Watt's comments the other day talking about it's the toughest play to stop in football. It was before they allowed them to start pushing the quarterback. It is even more now. He has no idea why teams don't run it more. Seems fair to me. Yeah, I, I mean, when agree. you do the Bush, the Reggie Bush push for the quarterbacks now, is that where that all started? Pretty much, I think. Hey, a one. Right? That's the one that you always yeah. think of, the Bush push into the end zone. Now everybody seems to do it. Uh, good stuff. i got to give out uh, very quickly here before we say goodbye for this edition of Big Vets. The pro tip for hour number two. got to put my glasses on in 10 seconds. Can I do it? Despite the odds, Kylian Mbappe is still a good bet in the top goal scorer in the market. Woo! He's two clear of the field. Uh, one. <laughs> Field one goals. You got it. one of the most productive soccer scorers in tick, soccer. Tick, tick. Who the hell wrote that? <laughs> Kelly Bell. That was me real quick. Thanks for watching Big Bets here on Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.